Hello and welcome along to this week's edition of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. How are you doing out there? We've had some really weird weather, haven't we? It's meant to be cold. I've been out looking for cod on the beaches. Not a sign of a single cod. Very disappointed on this year's cod season. Nothing coming up anywhere with the exception of Chesil Beach. I'm hearing that there's some cod coming there. But round our way, certainly, it's been rather disappointing for cod. But let's not get too upset because I have heard that there are place beginning to show. So those early place is what we're going to be concentrating on in our species section this week. Coming into February, late January, February, you wouldn't think it was a good time to start looking for place being a summer fish, a spring and summer fish. But the world's gone mad. If you've got lugworm and you've got ragworm and you've got some bright green and black beads and a nice beach on a sunny cold day, you could be in for a chance of some place. And that's what we're going to be looking at in the species section. In our tackle on test section this week, I'm so pleased to say that I got sent a lovely rod from Daiwa, and that is one of their new cross casts. It's a three piece rod, it's a lovely 13 and a half foot rod, it's silver, it's sexy, and I can't wait to let you know how I got on with that when I took it up the beach and tested it. So welcome along, one and all, to the Rodcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, it's that tackle on test time of day on the Rodcast, and I'm so pleased this week to be delivered to my lovely little door a nice beach caster rod from Market Leaders, Die Iowa, a company that have been really in the forefront of tackle for many, many years. Die Iowa tackle, of course, everybody knows about. Uh, the team Die Iowa, the Die Iowa reels, the rods, the high-tech equipment that they've been producing for many, many years. Since Die Iowa was founded, in fact, in 1958, they've been producing and developing quality beach casting, quality fishing gear, both in the coarse sector and in the beach casting, sea fishing section. And in 1965, um, it brought out the open-faced reel, which was quite a big thing for them back in the day, um, always offering that faster spin. Um, and over the years, they've just kept developing stuff. We can't really talk about their technology without using the phrase new materials because Daiwa always look at new materials being one of the first to use carbon, 
carbon fiber. Daiwa's focus on carbon fibers started in 1979. They started looking at how they could use this material to make rods and tackle that cast further to give the angler the advantage. In 2010, up until 2010, they'd even developed then the Z-SVF, a high-density carbon fibre sheet with minimal amount of resin which they use in a lot of their equipment. So they're a fantastic company and they do tend to use really high-tech equipment. And that is where the Crosscast Beachcaster really comes into its own. It's made for the intermediary or a person who wants to cast out quite a way, an experienced angler um, that can use a rod. And it's not a badly priced rod, actually, for what it is. It's based on the sort of slightly continental design, being that it's a three-piece. But as you get it out of its bag, which came in a nice bag for me, a lovely silver colour. This rod was very silver and black, almost like a basic range, if you like, but it's far from basic. It just looks kind of plain silver, a bit retro in its looks, with some nice green bands around the whipping of the hooks. The one I got was the 13 foot 10. It weighed uh, 460 grams. And if you know how to cast fairly well, you would be expected to get this rod with a decent reel out to about 150 yards. It has the Fuji LC low rider guides, which are really good. And uh, there's another version of the rod, which is the 14 foot 10, which is slightly heavier, uh, obviously. Uh, still cast the same, still cast the same weights, registered at about 100 to 225 grams. Uh, three piece again, all having the Fuji LC low rider rings as well. It's designed for distance work, distance beach work, uh, with a big fixed ball reel, which is right up my alley, because I do love big, chunky fixed balls, as we all know. And uh, I wanted to pair this with my twin it up, if you like, with my Daiwa emblem, my big chunky fixed ball, which worked good. Um, it says in the spec that it's got a carbon hybrid tip, which means that you're always going to get good bite detection with this. Well, in order to see that, I'd have to get up the beach and hopefully get a bite and hopefully get a fish. So that's not always easy. Uh, but I set off up the beach, went up to Denjmarsh Beach with this, and the tide was coming in, uh, quite a still day, ideal really for place. There wasn't much swell and the water was very clear. I thought I might be in for one of those early place we spoke about. Getting out of the beach, it felt good. Um, put it together very easily, the three sections pushed together very smoothly, excellently, just a light push and it was there. And the rod felt light in the hand despite it being quite a long rod. The three sections also blended together very well. Sometimes with three-piece rods, they can feel a bit odd because they're in three pieces and the rod will bend in certain places and not bend quite as much in other places with some of the cheaper, uh, not so well developed three piece rods. They also tend to be a little bit soggy, a little bit floppy, but this felt quite stiff and it felt quite good. And I felt quite positive that once I get a 150 gram weight on this, um, I should be able to cast this quite away. It's whipped very nicely with the black whipping with a little ring of green in there, which is nice. And the rod tip itself has got a nice greeny orange tip to it as standard. I would probably want to put some reflective tape on that. Um, I didn't really like the actual colour a rod tip came in. But they use premium grey blanks for this and uh, each is finished with a nice Fuji clip. And also we've got the uh, reel seat 
which is a Fuji DPS real seat, which is a, one of the best real seats you can get. Um, available, uh, it started, came out basically late, late December 20. Bit of a delay in its launch. So when it got out, it kind of went out under the radar. Really. But they're out now and they are available. A good solid tip on it and a rubber butt cap. Quite a basic looking rod. But then again, that's not surprising because like a lot of the Daiwa rods, they're a workhorse rod. So fitting it up with my fixed ball, I put on, uh, I had 25 pound line on, I put a 50 pound shock leader and I used a running trace with a 150 gram breakaway on and just a simple running trace, which I tend to test these rods with because I like to feel what these rods cast like in with the drag of a nice big bait on. As I was hopefully looking for some place or some dabs, I put on some lugworm tipped with a bit of squid and a size 2 Camazan offset hook. The snood length I use for catching place is about 12 to 18 inches, I suppose. Sometimes around about 16 inches is a good hook length for place. Now, as there wasn't much of a current and the tide was just about coming in, I flipped down my breakaway grips, so I let the reel cast it out and let the rod do its work. So my first cast, the usual overhead thump, is what I tend to use with these. The rod felt great with a 5 ounce weight on it, felt good with my emblem on, my emblem reel isn't really a heavy reel, it's one of the older emblems, so it's slightly heavier than perhaps the new ones with the new magnesium, but even then my reel's not a heavy reel, and it tends to feel quite balanced with these sort of rods, because it is quite a nice chunky fixed ball Daiwa emblem reel that I use. I tend to cast quite low, so a fall of about 4 or 5 foot, um, is a little bit short for me. I tend to go a bit bigger. I like a nice swing. I did an overhead cast with this first one and it really did fly out. The rod loaded really nicely. And when I released my finger, I didn't take much effort really to get that weight out a good distance. I reckon I must have hit about 100 yards with my first cast, which is pretty impressive with a brand new rod that I've never used before. I settled it in my rod rest, tightened the grip up. Don't forget I was rolling a lead around, so I couldn't really get an idea of how the rod looks when it's nailed, when your tackle's nailed to the bed. But I did tighten it up quite nicely, and I was hoping to soon be picking up a little bite. Waited about half an hour, nothing on the first cast, so reeled that back in, which I was keen to do. Baited up again with a bit of black lug this time, and a tiny little bit of squid on top. And... Uh, did a shorter fall on the next cast, probably about a four or five foot fall from the top of the rod. Added a bit of power to the second cast and it really seemed to respond well to me giving it a bit of welly. It really did fly out nicely and it rested nicely in the rod rest as well. I could get a nice tight line on it and I felt that I could, if I could get a bite, I'd be interested to see how those bites look. Well, luckily I didn't have to wait too long. Um, I had a little rattle on the top of my rod and I did get a good bite detection. The sort of bite detection on these big floppy rods tends to be a little bit exaggerated, if you like, because they're quite a floppy rod. But with the Daiwa crosscast, I found that the top section nodded down quite nicely. Um, it wasn't a huge bite, but it nodded down quite nicely. Uh, I picked this up and reeled it in and lo and behold, I had a little dab, which was rather nice. Hardly knew the dab was on there. Slight bend on the rod as it flapped about in the surf, just as I got it up in a little bit closer. But the dab was quite a little size. Put that back, baited up again, this time with a little bit of ragworm I had, um, hoping for a place. Uh, and I added some beads to the top of my snood, just to see if there was any 
those early plays that I spoke about out there. Um, this time cast out with a bit of a sideways cast. And again, it flew out really, really well. Loaded well. I knew when I could release my finger. And again, another great cast. And it flew out really nicely. Settled in my rod rest. And it wasn't long before I got another little knock. And uh, this time another dab. Slightly bigger. I'm looking better. Rather like to have a place. But little dabs were quite nice to have. I was quite pleased with that. And uh, the reel and the rod handled this really nice. The rod bent nicely and it felt quite balanced. Felt like it's a sort of rod you could use regularly on a on a on a good night's fishing if you went night fishing with it as well. Baited up again and uh, this time with a rag and um, a bit of lug as well. I packed it right round a bigger bait this time and really tried to get out a bit further this time. Really hit it hard and uh, it really did fly out nicely. So continued fishing on, no real great shakes, no bass sadly, definitely no cod, and uh, just those two little dabs in that session. But it gave me time and a chance to fill this rod and get used to how this rod would fill. And I think it's the sort of rod that you'd buy and you'd last a long, long time. Great quality rod, felt great, felt great when you cast, felt good when you're holding it, felt like you could fill these fish, even though they were small dab, you could feel it through. Difficult to know how it would perform on bigger fish, because um, I didn't catch any. Uh, you can't win them all. Uh, but other than that, I would say this rod is a really nice rod. And the recommended retail price, as I say, it's not too bad, really. Um, you should be looking at picking up one of these for about 110 to £125 pound new. And there's bound to be some offers if you shop around. So for a good quality rod, from Diowa in a three-piece, uh, that sort of price bracket is a really good buy. And I think it would be one of those rods I would treat myself to if I've got a little bit of cash, and I'd probably keep that, and I could probably use it for many, many years to come. Very nice rod indeed. The one thing I will say is that the butt end of the rod hasn't got any foam. It's got no grip, not even any shrink grip on it, shrink wrap grip on it. So it's a bit strange. It feels a bit poly at the bottom. What I would probably do, um, if I should keep this rod, would to put a bit of shrink bit on there, a bit of rubber to give me a bit of grip down the bottom of the butt end, because that's feeling to me like it's missing a little bit. Um, I like a bit of a grip, especially when I'm casting. But other than that, great rod, love it, good price bracket, sort of rod that's gonna last you a long, long time. And that is the Daiwa Crosscast Surf, and they're available now in the shops if you're feeling a bit flush. And that is your tackle on test on the Rodcast. Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word, Chris submits a word, and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of Men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from just search for the A to Z of men. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well now, it's the species time of day on this week's Rodcast, and we can all agree, I think, that it's been a pretty disappointing year for the winter cod as yet and I really can't see that changing everywhere I look there's no real reports on uh, cod coming up on the beaches around the coasts of the UK Um, some on the boats etc but really are becoming hard to come by and I don't quite know why that is because you know Dungeness, Dill, uh, Hythe, uh, certainly uh, Chesil Beach and that sort of places used to get a lot of cod at this time of the year uh, but it seems to be there's none around so it's quite disappointing there's a few coming up down Chesil Beach and places like that but hardly a fraction of what there used to be um, Dungeness here in Kent was the cod mecca and that tends to be catching no cod at all as yet so it's uh, not looking good however because the world's gone mad and the uh, global warming's the only thing I can put it down to really and that's the fact about catching place this early I mean it's as we speak it's the end of January and people are actually actively going out searching for place which is a good thing so you know forget the cod let's join the place bandwagon shall we um there's a few anglers going out to get them admittedly um it's a bit picky and it's quite hard going but they are out there and we're going to try and help you catch these early spring place in today's species section so we know they are a beautiful eating fish lovely with some chips um and if you catch them uh, there's no limits on how many you can keep which is a nice thing um and they are a very nice fish and as we all know in restaurants they'll charge you a fortune for them won't they um right so how do we catch these critters well the scientific name for these is the pleuronectus platessa also known as the european place Um, The size is up to 26 inches and about 10 pound. The UK shore weights that you catch are typically between 1 and 3 pound. But even a 2 pound place is a really nice fish. The UK shore court record was a whopping great 8 pound 6 ounces a few years ago. Not sure where that came up from but that is the shore court record. If you look these place up online and how to catch them and find out a bit about place... 
They'll always say that the distribution of these fish ranges from spring to early autumn, which is a bit of a paradox really because we know for a fact with global warming it's looking like they're coming into our beaches a lot earlier. Years ago, and I'm mid-50s, I never used to dream of catching place off of the beaches in January or February. That would not be you know, possible. That'd be furthest from my mind. It would be cod, 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 pouting, whiting. That's what we'd be looking for. But nowadays, the whole world's changing. It's anglers like us that realise that probably sometimes a lot earlier than a lot of other people because we're just starting to catch place. The best place to catch these place is on the sandy beaches, the small shingle beaches that give way to sand and mud. Excellent places like Brighton Beach, Hastings Beach, Chesil Beach, all around the beaches around the UK that have got a nice, fairly steep shelving shingle-based beach and giving way to sand and mud because the flatfish place, which they are, tend to feed on the mud beds and they love these miniature little mussels, these little green mussels that they feed on. They're called pea mussels and they love feeding on them. But if they're looking amongst those pea mussels and you've got a nice juicy ragworm or a lugworm with a tiny little bit of fish like a squid on top of it, it's quite an irresistible bait for the place to take. And it's a strange one really because not a lot of flatfish would take a strip of squid, but place do. They love it. They like the bait to be well presented and how plates get this is they tend to suck the worm up and then they're quite easy to hook as well if you can get into these plates. We'll talk about the tackle and how to catch them and the baits a little bit later but at the moment let's look at where to catch them and at what tide times as well. Fishing for place is always best just before low tide where there's not much tide pull. The tide's gone out, it's given up on its big rush out and there's a lull in the tide. And that is a good time to start fishing for place. And always in the daylight. They're not really a, a nighttime feeding fish. They're not a nocturnal fish. They like to see their bait. And that gets into some bright beads and something to attract them to your bait, which we'll talk about as well. But the beaches and the tide states you want to look at really are low tide. Because then you don't have to cast out too far to get over the shingle the bigger shingle of these sloping beaches. It's best if you can get out to the sandbanks and the gullies as quickly and easily as you can. And unless you're a 150-yard, 200-yard caster, if for the normal person, the average caster in this world of fishing off of beaches needs to get out 60 yards, 40 yards to these fish. They do come in quite close, especially if there's some sandy gullies and a mixture of sort of light shingle and sand. That's where place love to be now historically they never came in as i said before too shallow in these sort of conditions because it was kind of a, a spring a late spring summer fish but these days they're coming in as we speak and it's a good time to go out and try and find them so tackle for these critters you want to keep it easy you want to keep it simple some of the rigs we use for these are tending to be the old-fashioned two hooks one up above the hook and one down like a paternoster and you want a fairly medium length snood on these because you want your bait to roll around a little bit and as you'll be fishing at lower tide levels and as the tide is slowly coming in in its early stages of coming in you can do away with your gripper leads or your breakaways you use a plain lead and let that roll around just the, the normal torpedo shaped lead or whatever or if you're using a breakaway lead then just break away your wires so there's nothing to really stop it 
rolling around. It's a good idea to use bait that you can pin down as well with bait clips. And some of the best weights for this are your Gemini weights with the weight clip, the little impact shield just above the weight. So where you hook on your swivel to your weight, the actual eye of the weight, there's a little bait clip that when it hits the water, it raises up and releases your bait. Clip down rig if you need to get out a bit further. But really, you don't really have to do that. As long as you cast gently enough and you can get it out 60 to 80 yards, you're in with a chance of catching these plates. Tackle-wise, standard beach caster gear, fixed spools are good for this. You don't want to be worrying about overruns with multipliers. If you are on a slightly higher tide, you might want to consider using a multiplier or using a big fixed ball where you can really cast that bait out and get it over that first initial shelf of shingle in order to land into the place area where they'd be feeding. But either real, fixed ball or a decent multiplier will do. Some people use the hookup loop rigs, which you can buy in the shops. Not a thing I've used. I tend to use the standard paternosters, one in the middle of your trace and one below. And also I get great success with place, usually, <laughs> he says, with a running trace. And I don't worry about clipping it down or anything. I just tend to cast out as is and let that trace flow around. But I would say that Paternoster clip-down rigs probably have the edge when you're place fishing. So, there you have it. Beach caster tackle, 12-foot rods, 14-foot rods, 13-foot beach casters, whatever you tickle to your fancy. And a standard reel, I would say standard 20-pound, 23, 25-pound mainline, a nice 40 or 50-pound shock leader. Or if you're that way inclined, you can even use some braid. I tend to use monofilament and I tend to put a 50 pound shock leader on and my trace bodies are usually about 50 pound and I used 20 pound to 25 pound amnesia for my snoods and that's just one up and I put a bait clip just at the end of the extension of the snood so I can clip that bait down. So that's your tackle. Let's look at the bait for these fish. Well, they love worms. There's no question about it. They are a worm-feeding fish. We said earlier that they feed on pea mussels. They do, but when they're amongst the pea mussels, they can't resist a ragworm or a lugworm. I love using ragworm. Can't get them that often these days, but they're worth going that extra mile to find these ragworm in the tackle shops or order them because they're a deadly bait for place. I think mainly because they're a colourful worm. They're red and they're a greeny colour, and I think place feed with their eyes, and I think they see these ragworm a lot better than they do the lugworms. But that can be remedied with blow lug or even dungy lug. You want to sort of put some beads above your hook. This is what attracts place. And over and over again, it seems to be that the green, the bright glow, the luminous fluorescent greens and black beads tend to work better. A lot of successful place anglers tend to use these beads that are half black and half green. Um, and they're sort of split into two. Uh, a bit like a, a bit like a sweet. Uh, half the bead is green, half the green is half the bead is black, and they are very successful. Companies like Dayglow Beads, those sort of companies do them. Most tackle companies will do them, or just standard beads that are green and black. Some used to swear by pink beads, but I think the green has the edge. I've tried all sorts in the past. I've tried bright yellow, fluorescent yellow, fluorescent green, pink. I've even tried orange. Uh, it doesn't really matter too much, but most of the place seem to be attracted to those bright green beads. Not sure why. But it's worth, as you tackle up and you put your hook snood in, putting at least three or four, maybe five beads just above your hook eye 
and push them down and push your lug bait and your rag bait, whatever you're doing, up to the top of your hook and sit the beads just behind the eye of your hook where you tie it because that tends to attract them. Theory is that they think they're pea mussels and they sniff around, they find a rag or a lug, and think, well, I'll have that instead. And that's how you catch these place. But that's a good thing to use, the fluorescent beads. Some people use flounder spoons, but they're a bit clumsy. They're a white flapping thing you put on your rig. They do attract fish, but they do attract flounders as well. And at this time of the year, you're likely to be picking up a few flounders as well. And also some dab. I went fishing just the other day down at Hythe uh, looking for codling. Sadly, didn't get any. Standard, uh, sadly. But I did catch a couple of dabs. Uh, so there's a lot of dabs around this time of the year as well. Who will take that lugworm, especially when it gets a bit... It's been out in the water a little while and it's gone a bit manky. Just dab lover, soggy old worm. But we place... Good bait presentation is important. So you want a nice, healthy worm on there. Uh, you want a little bit dangling down. You want long shank hooks. And I would say size 2 camasans is a good choice. But make sure they've got a nice long shank on these. I love the offset hooks as well you get as well. The Aberdeens do this. They're a long shank hook with a slightly offset hook on it at an angle. They're brilliant for place, I find. And they also hold the worm on quite nicely as well. And don't forget your beads. Some people use sequins, uh, bright green sequins. That can be done, but you don't really want too much flapping about on your trace as you cast out. So beads are quite a good bet because they're quite streamlined and they do the same job by being bright. Because place like to feed in clear water and that's where you're going to find them. If you go to the beach this time of the year and it's been a bit of a storm up and it's windy and the surf's been up and the water's very sort of cloudy, then it's probably not a good place day. What you need for winter, or say winter early spring place in this case, is a nice clear water and a calm day as well. You don't want too much surf coming in. You want a nice calm day. And there's quite a few of these around this time of year where it's quite settled, uh, the water is clear, the sun's up quite high, the blue sky. When I was at Hive the other day, it was like being in the med. It was amazing, the blue sky and the s no swell on the sea at all perfect for place didn't catch any myself but that's the sort of tactics and that's the sort of place you want to catch these winter place pardon the pun so that's your place go out and try and catch those early spring place they are there but the bonus about fishing for place this time of year is you might pick up a pouting you might even be lucky enough to pick up a bass at the same time because there are winter bass out there and bass can also be attracted to those beads and they will hook themselves on a size two. You might get a nice bass as well when you're place fishing. So there's options. So we don't all have to worry about the cod. Go out and do some of that early place searching. And that is your species for this week on the Rodcast. Well, that's it. That's all we've got time for on this week's edition of The Rodcast. Thanks for joining us. It's actually the year anniversary of The Rodcast as we speak. Couldn't believe it, could you? Been talking to you about fishing now for a whole year. I've enjoyed your company over the last year. Thank you very much indeed for being there. Thank you, Nathan, as well, for all your input into that freshwater species in the early days of The Rodcast as well. And as it's the end of the series, there's nothing else for me to say. I've other than keep fishing, see if you can go out and get some of those early plates that we spoke about in our species today. And uh, if you're looking for a three-piece rod that will cast a long way, then that wonderful rod, the Diowa, 
Crosscast that I tested as a fantastic bit of kit. So keep good, keep well, keep safe and keep fishing. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.